friends. Welcome to Aromatic Chat, the podcast that introduces you to registered, clinical, and certified aromatherapists around the world. Tune in every other week to hear from aromatherapists and to learn about their aromatic journeys and how they use essential oils in their lives and their businesses. I created this podcast so that you, my listener, can hear from, find, and connect with the aromatherapist that meets your holistic wellness needs. Aromatic Chat is produced by Lemon Balm Coaching. I'm your host, Melissa. I'm a holistic life coach and a registered aromatherapist. Hey friend, I am so thankful to be able to interview the amazing guests that I do. Today's guest is, how do I say it? Freaking awesome. This lady is another vintage aromatherapist, but you wouldn't know that she's been at this for almost 40 years listening to her talk. She is on fire and not slowing down anytime soon. Welcome to episode number 42, Aromatic Chat with Linda Ann Kahn. Let's get started. Yeah. So congratulations. I read on Facebook that you almost had a thousand. Almost at a thousand. Almost at a thousand downloads. So downloads. Yeah. And I know like in the grand scheme of podcasting for a year, a thousand is not that big of a deal. Like there's people out there that get a thousand plus every episode. But I also read that a lot of people give up right now. They don't continue. Like they're like, that was a lot of work. (laughs) It's a labor of love. Yes, so. but that's absolutely fantastic. I think that's amazing. Yeah, thank you. Um, the you know in the beginning the numbers were like fifteen downloads this week, woohoo! And now we're up to like fifty downloads a week. It's just it's really exciting. And I was looking at the links that you sent me. Wow, you're amazing. Well, I've been in this industry for over thirty years. It's actually about forty years, but I always tell people thirty plus, and I love it. I just love, love, love this industry. And, you know, some of my clients are asking me if I will be retiring soon because I'm over 70 now. And I'm like, what? are you kidding me? Do you, do I look like I'm going to be retiring? I'm having such a wonderful time. And I've, I've, you know, you learn so much over the years and you have so much wisdom and experience to give. How can you stop at that point? Right. Well, and I, but I think in America, we have the wrong idea of retirement. Uh, I think we think retirement means I'm going out to pasture. I don't work anymore. I have nothing left to give. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's and not. You're so not that person. Oh, no, 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 no. Wow. And my latest claim to fame is I just learned how to do Canva yesterday. <laughs> I had one of my girls teach me. And I did a post on Instagram and Canva and she was laughing at me. I was going, oh, my God, that's fantastic. And it really wasn't so hard. <laughs> OK, and that speaks to something that I feel very strongly about that lear- continual learning is vital. Yes. Yes. Um, and not oh, well, necessarily just, you know, your continuing education hours or anything like that, but just learning the things that you're excited about, learning the things you want to learn about and yeah. keeping those oh, neurons firing. Right. I'm just so excited to see you. I mean, I see your face a lot of times in the AIA meetings and I've just always wanted to get to know you because you seem like a really amazing human being. Oh, um, so I'm thrilled that we're having this face-to-face over, you know, thousands of miles. 
distance. That's wonderful. Thank you. Well, I'm honored to be here and I'm really applaud you at what you're doing. It's fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. I just love, I'm a connector by design. I love to connect people and help people accomplish their goals. So if if one person finds you as a result of this podcast, I, I feel like I've succeeded. So I would love for you because because you are what Marge Clark calls a vintage aromatherapist, right? I am. I, I got mean, an award actually from Scylla Shepherd several oh. years ago as a vintage aromatherapist. <laughs> I would love for you to just share your story. Like how in the world did you get started in aromatherapy? So it's actually incredible how life just leads you up certain paths because I knew nothing about aromatherapy. Who did in 1978? And then I graduated as a beauty therapist in South Africa. And there was a postgraduate training by a man from England. His name was Arnold Taylor. And the first one was on aromatherapy, and the other one was on cellulite and lymph drainage. And I attended both those classes. I had no idea that down the road, that would be the path that I would take. So it's it's crazy. But I just remember the first oil that I smelled and it was Ilong Ilong. And I felt totally transported to another world. And I didn't know anything about other worlds and lives. And, you know, we were very simple there in South Africa at the time. And it just spoke to me. And so then we moved to America and I found Robert, Robert Tisserand's book was his first book that he wrote. And that inspired me. And in that book, he spoke about Chinese medicine, reflexology, nutrition. And so I spent the next 20 years fulfilling all of those. There was no aromatherapy school at that time. So I studied with the French doctors and I studied with Tisserand. And then there was a big class in 1990. And anyway, it just led me on this path. But in 1982, I studied with Eve Taylor of London. And then I studied again in 83. And that just started my journey. Just crazy, isn't it? It is. Yeah, the path, the pathways that we walk. Yeah, yeah. So I could go on and on, but I think that's enough about that. No. 1978. That was when I graduated to be a beauty therapist in South Africa. And beauty therapists here, they are estheticians. But there it was beauty therapy because it encompassed massage nutrition, of course, skincare, waxing, everything, no hair. And that's what I started. My husband had a drugstore and I started working in his pharmacy. But it really wasn't until I came to the States in 1980 that I started developing this passion for aromatherapy. And then, of course, I've been studying. All the French doctors came here um, over the years, and I studied with all of them, Lepras, Pennewell, Francome. That was fantastic. I studied with Kurt Schnobelt, Michael Scholes, all of those guys, you know, in the beginning. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm just thinking, like, uh, even in the early 90s, aromatherapy was still very fringe. Yes. And in 1990. I can't even imagine 1980. Like, yep. Yep. It's not 19, even, it was, what, what's beyond fringe? In 1990, we had an amazing aromatherapy three-day conference, different levels. It had professional, it had aesthetic, and the other one was psychological. 
all the big guys were there lecturing. That was phenomenal. There was never, never a gathering like that again. And I know the vintage aromatherapists who would listen to this talk would agree. It was phenomenal. And I'm just, I'm just sitting here thinking, I know that you didn't really get started right away after you graduated from beauty therapy school, but you've mentioned all these vintage names all of these names in aromatherapy, the people who really thrust it forward. And I'm just thinking the, the, the staying power that all of you have had to have to get here. You know, we're riding your coattails. So I just, I was just thinking about that staying power. What do you think is it that gave you that longevity, that, that desire to stick with it and see it till now. I mean, cause now we've, we've got aromatherapy schools all over the world. People know about it, even if they don't really know about it, Which you, is you guys are the ones that made it possible for us to get here. Yeah. What do you attribute that to that longevity? Well, how can you from? not when you smell these oils? I mean, I was showing you this earlier, this blue tansy I mean, you smell that and you just transport it somewhere else. And as you start blending and getting more creative and better with the blending and the changes that you can make with people, it's just, it's intoxicating. It really is. And so I opened my, my, it wasn't a spa yet. I own an aromatherapy day spa, but I opened a small clinic in 1983 with $2,000 and a husband who wanted to go back to South Africa. And then as I expanded, I kept adding, you know, more and more oils into the clinic. That's amazing. And so you, you own the clinic in San Diego? Oh, yes, yes. I have a large clinic. It's 5,000 square feet. I have 20 people on staff right now. It used to be large. I used to have 50 people and we had a whole wellness center, but it's been 40 years. April will be 40 years that I opened the clinic. It's now a day spa. Over the years, you know, I've increased and expanded and got lost, you know, lost space. And, but we're still there. We one of the leaders. We are the leaders here in San Diego and maybe in the country. All, all the other big spas in San Diego closed down even before COVID. So longevity, tenacity, dedication is what I stand for. And you don't give up. You don't give up. Things might change and not be great, but you don't give up. And these oils can help to inspire us and ground us as well. And what's your favorite essential oil? If you had to My pick favorite one. oil, that's very difficult. <laughs> no, but the my favorite is neroli. Mm, neroli, yes. it's got the linalool acetate and the esters, and it's calming and it's soothing and. I actually use a Neroli essential oil blend on my skin every day. So it's cell regenerating and it uplifts my spirits. And then I did use Neroli on my dad when he was in intensive care. He had also had congestive heart failure and I worked with him. They allowed me in and I worked with a very low dose of Neroli on his feet because I'd read some studies showing that it could actually help the heart rate. And I watched the monitors and I saw his heart rate regulate. It was incredible. So now that became an even more favorite oil. And I use it as a perfume um, for my patients who come in because I work with a lot of lymphedema patients and people with chronic illness. Neroli uplifts the spirits. I could say that is my favorite oil. When I think about it, I just think sunshine. So, but that's hard because there's lots of other favorites I'm sure you have as well, right? We'll be back after a quick break. 
Hey friends, if you're an aromatherapist, here's something really important that you may not have been taught in aromatherapy school. Connecting with other professional aromatherapists is really important to the health of your practice. Why? Because our brains are designed for connection. Connection, team, clan, tribe, core group, no matter what you call it, it's about survival. When you are isolated, it's easy to become discouraged and feel like nothing you're doing really matters. But when you're connected, and part of a larger group focused on the same goal, you're energized, and maybe you even feel invincible. Well, coming up September 26th through 28th, you have a chance to be a part of a community of aromatherapists at the Aromatics in Action International Conference, Embracing and Composing Sustainable Aromatics in Nashville, Tennessee, USA, brought to you by the Alliance of International Aromatherapists. The AIA is bringing together industry leaders and educators, as well as exhibitors, at their first post post-pandemic in-person conference. There will also be on-demand sessions to add more learning opportunities and continuing education. I invite you to visit alliance-aromatherapist.org and sign up today. That's alliance-aromatherapist.org or visit the link in the show notes and sign up today to join the AIA and be a part of the tribe. It's hard to pick one, but if we, if I just, you know, said, tell us about your favorites, we would be here for, you know, hours. The whole, the whole day. (laughs) And we don't have the whole day. So (laughs) I just ask for one without sharing personal details, of course. Right. What's your favorite client story? Because these are the stories that inspire others. These are the stories that kind of put a face to aromatherapy because people could hear your story and go, that's what I deal with. I work with a lot, I specialize in a lot of things, but I work with a lot of breast cancer patients. And so I had an amazing woman. We just connected, you know, how you do with clients. And we just connected on so many levels. And she was a gardener and she grew her own herbs and spices and she grew and and flowers. She loved that. So, and she was, she went to a gardening club. And so we would always talk about that. And she'd had breast cancer and she had mild lymphedema. So I worked with her for quite a number of years, working with different blends according to, as I always do, according to how she was presenting at the time. Um, Her partner loved essential oils too, I discovered, because I went to her 70th birthday party and little gifts were given to everyone and they were very personalized. And her partner gave me some essential oils, which was really just wonderful. And so I found that out. Well, fast forward several years later, she wasn't well and there was swelling and she was wanting me to help her. And I said, there's something going on. It turned out without going into too much detail that it was um, breast cancer again and it was on the skin and it it was just awful. Um, I urged her to do the radiation that they said. I helped her with oils. And then finally, she was not well and she was at home. And so I went to see her several times at home and made several blends for her. And then about four days before she passed, I made another blend to help her with the transition. She was very special to my heart. And I I just massaged her feet and held her feet. I did a little bit the one time I went on her arm because her arm was swollen, that the feet, of course, get really swollen when there's cancer. And I made a blend that was called Elevate. 
and it had baronia. I love the Australian oils and the baronia is so uplifting and so deeply calming. And then Buddha wood, which just increases mindfulness and just creates long lasting peace, I feel. And then Melissa, which is, as you know, is a nervine and just so calming. And then Fragonia is another one of my favorite oils because it's expansive and it works for the lungs and it's calming and healing. And then I, I use Siberian fur because that's for acceptance and contentment. And she also had congestion in her lungs. And so all a, a lot of these oils were opening to the lungs. And then I wanted to go back and her partner said, you know, she's all, she, she, they'd already hospice had come in and she was out of it. And I wanted to still go back because I knew she would want me to, but her partner said no. That was probably one of my most meaningful um, clients. And there's lots of other stories, but that, and I adored her. So she's with us and I call her partner from time to time, you know, to see how she's doing. And that's beautiful. It's just from the heart. You know, this work is, we all have to earn a living. We have to, we've got to pay mortgage and things, but it's more than that. And it it's, becomes heart to heart. And that's what I love most about this. You bring up a beautiful point there about it being heart to heart, because it is about the energy that we exchange with others. It's, it's not just, here's a blend to help you, but the energy that that happens when we sit down with some, a client and do an intake and have that initial consultation and they're sharing with us and we're listening and sharing and that back and forth, that heart to heart is so much a part of what we do as aromatherapists. And my first aromatherapy teacher, Eve Taylor of London, she had all these strange sayings, but I, I, I remember them all. And the one she used to say it's not as much the oils that you're using, but the intent in which you're using them. And I never forgot that. And it taught me to be totally present when you are with a client or a patient, totally present and mindful. There's nothing else going on. And then you can create that sacred space because that was sacred, what I created with my patient those few times that I visited her before she transitioned. So you've mentioned a lot about uh, lymphedema, breast cancer. What is the most common problem that people seek you out for? Because I did look at your website and you do more than just aromatherapy, more than just massage. There's, I would, I would have to say you're more than you're, you're the more than lady because there's a lot that you do. So if you were to think about like your practice as a whole, when you consider your coaching your aromatherapy, your skincare, your massage and everything. What's the most common problem that you see patients for? Well, I am a lymphedema therapist, a lymphatic therapist. So that's what I do all day is I do lymph drainage. Um, I see six to seven patients a day, four days a week, and they come to me with different problems. So I do work a lot with lymphedema and with breast cancer. I also have a lot of patients who have Lyme disease. Mm-hmm. And I have developed different protocols for Lyme. I've lectured at, I think it's four aromatherapy conferences now on Lyme disease. The last one was with Botanica 
which was supposed to be in Slovenia, but in the end we did it online. So I'm very passionate about that. So we, I do see a lot of patients with that and general detoxification. But if you want to know the most, it would be Lyme disease and lipedema and lymphedema. Lipedema is a connective tissue disease. May I ask, do you only see clients in person or do you also have virtual client connection? So I do have virtual client connection. In fact, after my interview with you, I'm going to be meeting with a wonderful woman who cured herself of MS and has been doing yoga for 30 years and now is having congestion in her chest. And aromatherapy was the only thing that she'd never explored. And her yoga teacher referred her to me. So I do do remote consultations, but four days a week, I am one-on-one with my patients. That's amazing. And I do have an integrative approach. Um, So a lot of times I do do coaching online because there's so much to teach with all the conditions that people are coming. And then I help them to find therapists in their area who I think would be right for them. That's beautiful. I, cause I was, I have a friend with Lyme's disease. So I was just, you know, kind of reaching out and seeing if I could connect her with you after we get off of our call. So, I, had a patient, I had a patient I worked with remotely for, she had Lyme disease, she has Lyme disease and chemical sensitivity. And she had read an article that was written on an online magazine. And the title was, Can Aromatherapy Cure Lyme Disease? Which of course it can't, nothing can. Right. But she read that. And so I consulted with her for about a year and a half from here to London, helped her to source oils, gave the formulae that I wanted for them to put together. That was quite interesting. That's beautiful. What are you working on right now that's got you really excited? Well, I am working on my online certification program. So I've been teaching for 25 years. And the last several years before the pandemic, I was actually teaching from my clinic. And I am converting that into being online. I have a website. It's ready to go, the Aromatic Wellness Warrior. And so I'm working on converting that program. And there will be two programs, a 60-hour program and a 230-hour certification program. So I'm really jazzed about that. So That's I do exciting. love teaching. I love that. And now going online, I'm hoping to connect with people, you know, all over the world. It's, you're definitely the more than lady. My goodness. <laughs> you don't stand still. You don't stand still. You're no. one of those people. <laughs> no, life is too exciting. There's too much to learn. That's awesome. So how can people find you if they want to connect or if they're interested in your course that's coming up? So I have the aromatic, it's called Aromatic Wellness Warrior. And then my spa, which is beautyclinique.com. And Clinique is K-L-I-N-I-E-K. It's the Afrikaans spelling of the word clinic. So that's my South African thing. And then I have a lymphatic website, which is lymphatictherapyservices.com. But I'm also on LinkedIn. And I'm also on Facebook and I'm uh, Instagram at Linda and Khan. So I'm curious, you said you have staff members who work at the, at the day spa, but do you do all of this on your own or do you have enough, do you have a staff that helps you with all of your social media and websites and things like that? 
So I have someone who helps me with the with the website. I do all the Instagram myself. I've just got a new staff member who's going to be helping me. So we're busy doing things. And I very proudly showed her that I made my own Canva yesterday. <laughs> but she will be helping me with that. Um, my husband is in the business. So he does all the financial. Um, I do all the technical training, you know, new staff, which we really haven't changed. I had a huge staff before. Now it's smaller, 20 of us. Um, and my people have all been with me for years and years and years. So there really isn't a lot of technical training anymore. But I did just bring in a new piece of equipment. So, yes. <laughs> of course you did, because you don't stand still. <laughs> so how do you anticipate your practice changing well, I do see myself, I, I actually now have two other girls who do the lymphedema work. So that's new for me. I have had a girl, a, a, a wonderful woman who's been with me for 10 years. And about six months ago, I hired a third lymphedema therapist because I was booked three months in advance and I couldn't breathe. It was ridiculous. So I brought her on. And then one of my massage therapists has just graduated as a full on lymphedema therapist. So I see my practice really shifting more and more back into wellness is what which we had before with the lymphatic. And I see myself doing a lot more of my teaching and online. But I'll never give up the hands-on. I will never ever give that up. It's 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 that is in, too wonderful. So I'm curious, but, Linda. You've shared so much amazing things, and you're an amazing person. But there's got to be someone or something that you look to that's inspiring to you. Well, I've had a lot of people in my life who have inspired me in my life. The most important one was my father. He was my rock. And even on his deathbed, he said, carry on what you're doing. Don't give up. Don't let anyone ever stop you because you are doing the right thing in the world. So he really was my rock, my, my dad. I, 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 I'm so blessed. And then a person in the aromatherapy world or who else would, who's inspiring me right now is Rhiannon Harris. And I'll tell you why. She is gentle and kind and unassuming and she loves nature and she loves her hounds and her chickens. And what she has accomplished in the aromatherapy world is absolutely phenomenal. And her new platform, the ICANN, is just a vision that she had to, to unite aromatherapists from all over the world. So she is inspiring me right now. She is one of the people I look to and hope to study with at some point in time that I look to to be a better person. And you're nodding your head because you know she just is full of integrity and yes. passion and calmness. And she's just lovely. She's just genuine. I'm so sad that you were not at the conference because her keynote speech oh. was, it left people speechless. Wow. It was so good. That's amazing. You, you've, you've been around the aromatherapy world for quite a while. Um, you're, teaching, <laughs> you're teaching, you're participating in aromatherapy actively. In your professional opinion, where do you see aromatherapy heading in the future? Like if we were to look five or 10 years down the road, what do you see? 
Well, if I look to where we started, and I was at the very first aromatherapy conference in Santa Rosa in 1988, I think it was. And when I think how we were there and where we are now, it's unbelievable. But I see us getting, and I'm on the education, on the research committee for AIA. I've been on it since its inception. And I see more and more research coming forward, aromatherapy becoming more and more credible. Um, and our goal is to really educate all of those people who don't know what they're doing and are using the oils improperly. So I do see that growing exponentially and amazing. And I just read something from um, one of my spa wellness. There's a new a wellness uh, conference coming up. There's so many research now with perfume. I just read about nine different articles on the effects of perfume and music on the mind. They didn't mm. speak about aromatherapy. So we that I could see getting into the news and into these publications more and more. And it takes people like you and me and all of the incredible people who are, you know, in our aromatherapy associations to be able to do that. Beautiful. Beautiful. Look at the hospitals now, you know, having aromatherapy. So, yes, I'm very hopeful and it's wonderful. Yeah, that's amazing. You've mentioned a lot of terms, scientific terms, chemical constituents in our time together here. And I'm curious, what is one aromatherapy concept or term that you think people just don't understand? They hear it and it just kind of, you know, it's like deer in the headlights. They just don't get it. Well, it's probably the dilution and the percentage that you use it because uh, people do not understand. I'm seeing people for, put full strength oils on babies or just putting full strength oils on themselves or using a high percentage. I had a massage therapist come to work for me several years ago who loved birch. And yes, it's good for pain. And she specialized in neuromuscular. She was putting it on full strength. She did not understand so chemical comp components need to be understood. And I know there's a whole new way of looking at chemistry now um, with the, the, ke the chemical families. But really, I think dilution needs to be properly understood by people and we need to educate. And that's mm -hmm. why I really started educating all those years ago, over 22, 25 years ago, so that I could actually teach the proper use of essential oils. Before we close down, uh, I love to give the floor to my guest for the last few minutes for you to just share whatever inspiring words that you have. It could be uh, it could be just a thought process you want to share, a quote. I've heard people read poems. Whatever you would like to share as we close out, I just want to offer you this time. Oh, well, thank you. Well, in case you haven't noticed, I'm a pretty passionate person. And I well, and, and for those who are just listening to the podcast, not seeing the video, this woman is wearing purple and purple is my favorite color, but she is like <laughs> owning it. Very passionate. Very, very much. It is my favorite color. <laughs> so my daughter-in-law bought me this necklace and she knows I love purple. So she's always looking for these things. But I mean, but like I, you're owning it. You're like owning the purple. So I do live my life with passion and purpose. And so my favorite author, one of my favorite authors is Rumi. And so he said, laugh as much as you breathe, love as long as you live. 
And that is my motto. And I really love my clients. I love my family, my connection. I've been so blessed in my life, having amazing people around me. I've been married for 51 years. I do love my husband so much and my children, grandchildren, and and I love this profession so, so much. And I do love aromatherapy. (laughs) Thank you so much, Linda. I just, I was in awe as I was just looking at your website, reading about you. And I'm so thankful that we've had this opportunity to chat. And my hope as always is that more people will find you, more people who need what you have will find you as a result of my podcast. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Can I just sit here in awe for just a moment? Wow. Linda is just amazing. After we closed down our chat, I told her just that, and she waved it off. Isn't that just like us? Someone offers us a heartfelt compliment, and we shrug it off like it's no big deal, or because we're embarrassed? I took that moment to share with her these thoughts. You know, because that's our tendency is to just wave it off. No, I'm that's really that. not. But God oh. created, I don't know how who, what you believe, but I believe God created you amazing. Well, thank you. My my mom thinks so too. <laughs> thank no, you so no really, because we need you. we need that we need what you have in the world, that stick tuitiveness and that longevity and that tenacity to stick with it. Because had the vintage aromatherapist not stuck with it, and I'm serious, we wouldn't be where we are. And I'm here to tell you that you have a gift that the world needs also. Each one of us were created with a purpose, and each one of us were given gifts, and those gifts are yours to bring to the world. Many of us struggle trying to figure out what the heck our gifts are, and even if we know what they are, we struggle with how to use them in this crazy world that we all live in. This is where a life coach could come in handy, and I'm here for you. I want to thank you for joining me today on Aromatic Chat. I created this podcast so that you can hear from, learn about, and be able to find the aromatherapist that you need when you need to utilize this wonderful modality in your life. Please take a moment and hop over to Apple Podcast and leave us a review. Your reviews make it possible for me to continue hosting amazing guests and makes it so that more people can find the podcast and hear from phenomenal aromatherapists. Be sure to subscribe to Aromatic Chat on your favorite podcast platform and share it with your friends and family. Aromatic Chat is produced by Lemon Balm Coaching, and you can find and connect with me, your holistic life coach and registered aromatherapist on the web at lemonbalmcoaching.com. I will see you next time with our next episode. Until then, peace, love, and aromatics. Hey friends, I want to introduce you to Blend Precisely the software business toolkit for aromatherapists, herbalists, and formulators. When I first started out as a practitioner, I used spreadsheets, Word documents, my calculator, all of my safety books. And that was before I ever opened up a single bottle of essential oil to create a blend. Seriously, it took at least 20 to 30 minutes for every single blend that I made for my clients or my family. Whether you're a seasoned practitioner or you're just starting out, Blend Precisely will take the guessing out of the safety issues and let you focus on creating beautiful blends with ease. No more using multiple different programs 
to get your blends ready to go safely and effectively. Everything is calculated for you inside Blend Precisely. Dilution, percentages, chakras, perfumery notes, pricing, milliliters, ounces, grams, and more. Blend Precisely incorporates Tisserand's safety information so you never have a question again. There's no more guessing. One toolkit for everything. The best part about Blend Precisely is that it's not just a program that you sign up to use and then have no support. There is constant support from the creators, Katrin and Seth Burkholz. They have videos every week on their Facebook page, YouTube channel, and they even have a Facebook group for members of their community. I want you to know that Blend Precisely has a 14-day free trial. I suggest that you sign up for the trial. Pull out some of your favorite blends and input them into the program and see what happens. Maybe even create a few new ones. Maybe even create some stock blends and see how Blend Precisely can support you in your aromatic life and business. I'm sharing with you my affiliate link to try out Blend Precisely risk-free for 14 days. Just click on the link to check out the software business toolkit for aromatherapists, herbalists, and formulators. And then use this toolkit to blend precisely.